Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michelle Swalman, Dan McLaughlin, Randy Carricker with you on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. We head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Scott Hansen is the host of NFL Red Zone, does a magnificent job there. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Scott Hansen, H-A-N-S-O-N. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning, gang, and happy Friday to you. Doing well, doing well. That is good to hear. I wanted to ask you what it's like, like in the early window last week, when you have Patriots over the Browns 45-7, you have Bills over the Jets 45-17, you have like multiple blowouts. Does it matter to you when you go to a game what the competitive level of the game is, or do they just say in your ear, go to Cleveland and and New England? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question because – I, I don't care who wins any game. For, for all of the listeners out there that think I'm a thus-and-such fan or I'm against this team or whatever, I, I and the staff, we are truly neutral. But what we do root for is drama. And the only thing that can, that can hinder or, or, or hamper NFL red zone are blowout games. Because when we decide to go here or there, we're making a bunch of value-based decisions based on a number of things, and one of the top things at the list is, what's the score? Is it a competitive game? You know, if, if we got a 35-7 to 7 game, and it's in the fourth quarter, that game is decided. If that team goes inside the 20-yard line, we might choose to show you a 2017 game that's on the 35-yard line over the red zone action of a 35-7 game. So the only thing we don't want is blowouts. But, of course, they do happen. And like you like you stated right there, we had a couple of last week. Sure, you don't want blowouts. But then when you have to turn to a 16-16 Lions-Steelers, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing we don't want. <laughs> well, Scott, then last night's Thursday night football game, I'm sure, was a red zone nightmare when you have the Patriots beating the Falcons 25 to nothing. Randy is not a believer in this Patriots team. He doesn't think that they have what it takes to be a playoff team. What do you think? Gosh, last night, as I'm just, the game was over, and this thought flashed in front of my face, and I'm sure people have already probably stated it, maybe now that they had this type of a performance. But again, the Falcons aren't anything special. But but Tom Brady goes and wins the Super Bowl. And I don't think it proved that, oh, he was the reason that the Belichick-Brady Patriots had all the success. But it did demonstrate Brady can win without Belichick. What type of an insane world would we be living in if – Belichick the next year comes back and proves, yeah, you know what? It wasn't just me that was the reason that we won all those Super Bowls, but Brady, I can win without you. In fact, I can win with a rookie quarterback. 
and he's doing that so far. And I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't necessarily buy into the Patriots as a Super Bowl contender. They are absolutely a playoff contender at this point. I don't believe in them as a Super Bowl contender, I don't think, yet. But the way the NFL is, no one is standing out that strong. Why not? Why not the Patriots if they play that type of defense that we saw yesterday and that we've seen in recent weeks? So so absolutely buying them as a playoff contender, maybe even a division title contender again. Don't know if I buy them fully yet as a Super Bowl contender. Well, then I have the same question for you, Scott, about the Kansas City Chiefs. They've had some ebbs and flows, certainly some low points in the yeah. season. But every everyone now is saying the Chiefs are back. So are you buying into that? Where's your confidence check on the Chiefs? Yeah, I think the Chiefs have built up enough capital with me and I think a lot of NFL fans to say what we saw last week is closer to what they are than what we saw maybe in the prior eight weeks. And primarily because turnovers can be cyclical. They've been so irresponsible with the football. Do you know that going into this week, they have the second most turnovers in the league. The New York Jets are the only team that have given it away more than than the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think if they tighten that up, and I think they can, it is surprising to see Mahomes be as careless with the ball uh, as, as he's been. If they tighten that up, there's still 35 points waiting to happen on offense with all the diversification of the weapons and with Mahomes being who he is. So, so I, I think either whatever cliche you want to use, that they flip a switch or – I would just put it, they're closer to last week in terms of what they truly are in 2021 than they were in the prior eight weeks. And I'm doing that based on the personnel that they have and the capital that they built up in my brain from the last year and the year prior to that. Scott Hansen, NFL Red Zone with us on 101 ESPN. Scott, I think that Red Zone and the, the way you do Red Zone is – an absolute reflection of where American society is right now. We're a, we're an HD, ADHD society. I can't even remember that for thirty seconds. <laughs> do, do, do you guys recognize that that it's you are like the personification of what America is right now? Football fans that don't yeah. have a very long attention span. Yeah, yeah, I, you know it, it is, and that's uh, that's for better or for worse, I guess. Maybe a little bit of both sprinkled in. You know, I think you and I go back far enough. We might be able to remember that I'm an old timer, so I go back all the way to the to the late seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. The way to watch the comprehensive look at the NFL was to watch Howard Cosell <laughs> do halftime highlights on Monday night football. I got okay? so mad when he didn't have the Cardinals on too. The football Cardinals in St. Yeah, Louis. Exactly. And, and you know what? And you and you wanted to hear, you know, George Rogers. The young, I don't do a very good co-sell, but you know when he would when he would accentuate some new rookie guy that you hadn't seen. I grew up in the Detroit area, so when you saw somebody that you had kind of heard about or read about in the newspaper, but you got to see them, it was amazing. Now, okay, that was the day after all those games happened, right? But it was the way to look at the ten thousand foot view of the NFL. Then you fast forward to the late. 80s and all through the 90s the best way to get the 10,000 foot view of the NFL was Chris Berman and Tom Jackson Mm -hmm. and NFL primetime right the must-see TV and you know boomer doing his thing all that okay that was hours after those games had ended two three hours depending on if it was early or late window right well you 
see where we're going. Now, the best way to get the 10,000-foot view of the NFL for a society that wants a microwave hot dog in 12 seconds to, to be hot and ready for them is we want it right now as it's happening. And NFL Red Zone has morphed into that type of uh, uh, filling that desire, that need for fans. Couple that with the proliferation of fantasy football and in, in even recent years and months, gambling and legalized sports betting on the NFL it it is it's the perfect application for a lot of people when when their favorite team is playing hey we don't want to impede on that at all go watch every every snap of whoever the cowboys or the packers or whoever your favorite team is but when your favorite team is not on come and be with us and it's the best way to rock and roll through a sunday afternoon absolutely you guys do a fabulous job i am interested from a st louis perspective um are people in your circles talking at all about what's happening with Kroenke and the lawsuit that the NFL is is facing with the uh, the St. Louis folks? Is that being talked about at yeah, all? Yeah, you know, uh, I I can't speak for all of the different uh, outlets uh, at NFL media. I am paying attention to it just because the stakes seem as high as they get. Sure. I mean, when you're talking about the money, and then with the I, I don't know if we could just say if we could say it's factual or not, but the rumors or reports that have been out there that there has been some concern, if or even friction, or maybe stronger terms between Stan Kroenke and his fellow owners in terms of how the responsibility plays out. I don't think it's getting a lot of national run, but I know that people who follow the NFL that uh, are are mindful of the the health of the league, they're like, how is this gonna? How is this ultimately gonna? going to play out it's interesting you say this i actually was explaining the situation to a friend of mine who's a football fan uh, she doesn't work in in uh in sports television but i was explaining it to her and she had no clue and she loves watching the games and everything like that she didn't have any clue about it so i don't think it's a it's a front burner national issue for the fan base but i think people who follow the nfl and care about the league are definitely keeping an eye on it that's what we like to hear. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> well, Scott, I did want to ask. Is, is it front page news there every day? Oh, is yeah. That, I, I would assume that it is. Yeah. Scott, it's yeah. our Super Bowl. It's unbelievable the reaction wow. we get. Wow. Wow. And I think a lot of yeah. people want to hear what you just said, which is we've been saying this in St. Louis for many, many years, and now this – uh, the information is is getting carried. I mean, we're very proud here in town. We're very proud of our town and, and have an understanding sure. of why this happened and that, you know, this shouldn't just fall on uh, because people think, well, it's just a failure to support the team. And that, that could be the furthest thing from the truth. Mm. So that's where we're at. Well, Scott, I did have yep. one uh, Rams-related football question. What's happening on the field? They obviously lose to the San Francisco sure. 49ers 31-10 to on Monday Night Football last week. And I can look at this game one of two ways, that this was a great win for the 49ers and this is an opportunity for them to build on it. Or I could look at it from the Rams saying that they're just acquiring a lot of stars and it might not translate for them as far as postseason success goes. Which team did you learn more about in that game, the Rams or the 49ers? Mm, that's a good way of putting it. Um Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to say the 49ers uh, because the Niners are still scratching and clawing to try and even get into a playoff position. They but they sit at four and five right now. They're outside of the, the, the playoff picture, and I realize we're just getting, you know, towards we're in the back half of the season. We're not in playoff push mode, but every win counts. The Niners have had the Rams number. So 
I don't know if I learned that much about the Rams in, in that in that game because I think they have a bad matchup with the 49ers for any number of reasons. But I think I learned from the 49ers that they can still be lethal on offense in the ways that we've seen playoff Niner teams in years past. Kyle Shanahan dialing up a, a number of different creative-type run plays and Jimmy Garoppolo still being able to be effective. George Kittle able to be one of the top three tight ends in the league, and and Debo Samuel just growing more and more into just a man on the outside, and not only on the outside as a wide receiver, but being able to be that versatile type position where he's a handful. I mean, you you got to have like a linebacker to try and bring him down on a one and one tackle just because uh, of his strength, and yet his speed and, and diversification almost beg for a corner to be following around, and that's why he's one of the top top five receivers in the NFL in terms of, of uh, receiving yards. So I think I learned more about the Niners, that they could still be a very dangerous team and maybe even get back into the playoff conversation in the NFC rather than, oh, okay, the shine is off the Rams and the OBJ trade and the Von Miller move wasn't or acquisition, I should say, uh, and the Von Miller acquisition, you know, weren't what they really needed. Although the Rams, they, they need to wake up with a couple of losses back to back. Um, I think I did still learn more about the 49ers, though, than I did the Rams. Scott Hansen, I started in this business in 1983, and you are one of the most talented broadcasters I've ever witnessed. You, what you do is amazing, wow. and I, I love watching what you do, and I can't imagine that you don't leave the studio without a massive headache every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you guys know. I so I have my IFB, my, my earpiece. For those who don't know, and I have my earpiece in my left ear. And when I I throw to the touchdown montage at the end of the show, and I say, "Ladies and gentlemen, when we're looking at every touchdown from every game, we roll that video." I pull that earpiece out, and I have to brace myself on the desk. I, my equilibrium is off from having that stimulus in my left ear. For seven straight hours, so it is. It is a mixture of exhaustion and and almost like a confusion. Like <laughs> my brain is like coming back into my head after that, but it's also a feeling of satisfaction. And I thank you for the compliment because I know it's it's heartfelt. And like you said, you go back to the early '80s and you've seen a lot of people. I, I thank you for that, and I hope it's as fun to watch as it is for us to produce that show because uh, we love doing it and can't wait for the next Sunday. It is. Have a great weekend and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys on Sunday.